The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Happy Friday, everyone. The games will only get better from here, I promise. Can't get much worse than last <laughs> night. But, but it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But you know what? We can talk about the Patriots running backs, which also might be pretty bad. We might have gotten the worst case scenario. I just want to thank you, Adam. Because okay. you bid $8, I believe it was, on Wayne Allman. In the podcast oh. league? Yeah. Yeah. I think we put in a $6 bid. <laughs> I appreciate you getting him. <laughs> yeah, no. Actually, I, I, I think I might overturn it because I meant to put it in for Kadri Allison, and I hit Gallman instead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guess what? It's still a waste. I didn't start him, luckily. Um, yeah, my, my thought was, hey, Mike Davis has been so bad. Maybe this is a good day for Gallman, and, or, yeah, for Gallman, and uh, he starts working in the Mike Davis role. But yeah, it didn't, didn't really work out. So... 25 nothing. the final score there. Everybody got to throw an interception. That was the nice thing. Uh, you know, the, the Falcons said, hey, listen, if you've been on the team, you get to go in there and you get to throw an interception in this game. Everyone gets to participate. But in addition to that, we're going to be talking about six NFC home games. Can you trust the Eagles running backs this week? Can you trust the... Uh, we also have the Cowboys and the Chiefs, by the way. Can you trust... Would you rather be the offensive coordinator of the number one team in the league or would you rather be the head coach of a mediocre team? I'd rather be the offensive coordinator because then I have a chance to win a ring and then become a head coach of a mediocre team. Well, I mean, that's what Arthur Smith is right now, right? That team isn't mediocre, Jamie. Yeah, it is. They were no, a playoff that, team, that team is bad. This version Capital is bad. letters bad. I, okay, they right. Without Cordell Patterson, without Calvin Ridley, they have no chance. They also have, Without an offensive they line. have the worst offensive line. And it's so bad. Wow, is that bad? Uh, all right. That, and the worst part is that Arthur Smith is supposed to be this offensive genius, and he had no counterpunch. His team literally went out and got ravaged a week ago. Not a week ago, on Sunday against the Cowboys. And they just assumed that the problem would go away against the Patriots or that the Patriots well, would What are you going to do? Install a whole new thing in, in, in three days? No, but you've got to protect your quarterback a lot better than but you did. <laughs> they don't have the bodies. I don't know. Add an extra offensive lineman. Add a tight end. They were down one of the tight ends. <laughs> I mean, they, what are they, they supposed to do? <laughs> they got to find something better than what they did. That was a de- terrible game plan. Yeah. Look, there's something I've said for years, okay? Pro... Uh, Jimmy's and Joe's over X's and O's. So what wow, is it? Doing Prisco's line. <laughs> Did I get that right? <laughs> Did I get the names right? Jimmy's and Joe's over X's and O's. Yeah, yeah. They have really bad Jimmy's and they Joe's. Have, they would take some Jimmy's right now with Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's John's. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna look at uh we're gonna look at Kansas City, Dallas, Giants, Bucks, Eagles, Saints. 
Bears, uh, Bears and Ravens, Packers, Vikings, and there's one other game. I don't even remember what it is. We'll get to it. All right, let's start with a quick <laughs> recap of Patriots 25 and Atlanta nothing. I think and, we just did. Man, no. Yeah, here's the recap, Adam. The Nick Folk was good. The Patriots DST was good. The Patriots running backs disappointed us. Everything else, everything else in this game was a total nightmare. No, 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 no. The only thing I think that needs some more discussion is the the Patriots backfield here. Damian Harris, ten carries yeah, for fifty six yards. Ramondre Stevenson, for them for sixty nine. Yeah, right. I mean, they have a they have a good thing going here, but they looked awesome. What does it mean going forward? And this run defense isn't really that bad either. You know, they give up a lot of touchdowns, but they they ran all over a solid run defense or what has been a solid run defense. But you know, Jamie, do you have any level of of trust? Big game next week against Tennessee. Uh, do you have any level of trust now, Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson? No, I mean, you know, they both ran well. They both look good. Uh, touches were basically the same. Playing time, I'm going to guess, is about the same. I haven't looked at the snap count. I've but got it. it uh, it it's it's going to be annoying. You know, welcome back to a Bill Belichick nightmare. You know, I mean, Adam, you said this for years. When he has a guy, he has a guy. Uh, he has two, and and that's uh, it's great luxury for them to have. But they don't, you know, I don't think they're going to feature one guy. In the short term, you know, maybe one separates them from the other in the next couple of weeks and you get some answer to the fantasy playoffs. But for week 12, flex at best for both those guys. Harris played 41% of the snaps. Stevenson, 32% of the snaps. Bolden, 27% of the snaps. They didn't have a single snap inside of 10 yards in this game. Neither hmm. team did. Hmm. They, they barely played in the red zone as it was, but... 10 yards or closer to the goal line, nothing for the Patriots, nothing for the Falcons. Total disgust. They don't have a very good schedule coming up just in general. Tennessee, Buffalo twice, Colts, Jaguars yeah. in week 17. So I, I honestly, you're not going to drop those Patriots running backs, but you look at the passing game. Uh, well, what am I talking about? I mean, nobody, there, there's, this is a bad fantasy <laughs> office. Okay, forget <laughs> it. Let's go to the other side of the ball. Uh, there might not be a startable fantasy option for the Patriots anytime soon. Well, Hunter Henry is still going to get attention. Touchdown is or he? bust tight end. Yeah, is he's he? still going to get it. Yeah, he's still going to be someone that he's going to be. We're I mean, going to get questions about Hunter Henry. Yeah. All right. Okay, are you ranking him as a starter next week as of now? Against Tennessee, probably not any higher than 12. Right. There you go. And then it's be a startable fantasy option for the Patriots. Then it's Buffalo, and then it's a bye. So. Yep. You know, well, you, Patriots DSD is startable. That, yep, and Folk. That's it. And Nick Folk, legendary kicker, Nicholas Folk. Okay, so anyway, for uh, Matt Ryan, he's at Jacksonville next week. He's obviously struggling with what he's got. Do you see any any incentive? DST. Do you see any incentive to pick up Kadri Allison though? Because he had nine carries. Mike Davis had oh. three. Oh boy, let's just keep chasing Falcons running backs and hope for a miracle. I guess. Look, man, I, I mean, no, I, th- no, but if he, if he's going to have a role, no. all right, here, they're, they're probably going to put him back on IR on a practice squad as a procedural move and hope that Patterson is healthy. I mean, if Patterson's practicing on a limited basis, they should give you hope that extra time gives him opportunity to play. So that's, that's what you should be wishing for is the Falcons for any of the Falcons fantasy players. Are we telling people that there are more Falcons players who are startable in fantasy than the Patriots after they just got shut out. I think we are Patterson yeah, Pitts. I think Pitts is still somebody that we can consider a starter over Hunter Henry. I don't know if I'm going to feel good trusting Matt Ryan anytime soon, but they, they got some talent. They just got to do a better job of coordinating it. 
what is the, the no last last night they had nothing I, I I can't blame Arthur Smith for last night yeah they just they're a right. terrible you offense can't right can't blame now. the head coach they who lost no calls the plays. But what is he supposed to do? He has a horrible running game. His You're two right, best they should receivers. Have and then I would have saved three around. hours of my life. Yeah, that would have been nice. It was. I think it was oh, a pretty quick game. You were asleep by nine o'clock. Who you can? I was up. I swear. <laughs> no, Dave. Dave's. Uh, geez, he's he's so been up late. Miserable game. Yeah. Um. I did get. You know, Friends season one was on Nickelodeon after the game, so that was better. I got to watch a little bit of that. Kyle Pitts, three catches, twenty-nine yards. Started in eighty-eight percent of leagues. He did have 60-plus yards in each of his last two games, which is pretty good for a tight end. It feels like it's bad for Pitts, but it's good for a tight end. But he still only has one well, touchdown. The, the, the Cowboys game would have been very good if they had played out their starters probably the rest of the game. Yeah, it's possible. But, I mean, most tight ends don't get to 60 yards. But he still only has one touchdown this year, and that's obviously really frustrating here. He's so, a bit of bust. What, what kind of finish do you foresee for Kyle Pitts, Jamie? Um, I'd like to see the other guys on the field like Calvin Ridley and Cordero Patterson to help alleviate some of the pressure off of him because he's seeing so much attention. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's easy where he lines up to put a team's best corner on him, you know, cause he doesn't line up like a traditional tight end. So you can, you can, I mean, you saw last night, there were two guys on him almost everywhere he went. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, that's the, the, the problem that he's dealing with. And so um, I'm still going to start him. Uh, like Dave said, it's, it's, it's better than Hunter Henry, <laughs> you know, but uh, it's not, certainly where he was expected to be. Um, if somebody's trading him, I'll buy low, especially if I have another tight end that I can, you know, maybe rely on as well without having to give up one. So it's, uh, it's not great. It's not, it's not what we expected, but I know I, I still think I'm starting him next week against Jacksonville. You know, take it when we get time. Okay. And we'll tell you more about this game on CBS Sports HQ, noon Eastern, but on Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern until 1 p.m., you've got the pregame show on HQ. So download the CBS Sports app, watch HQ, or if you want to just give it a shot and see what it looks like, go to cbssportshq.com. You can always watch there. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. And if you're playing some DFS this weekend, great advice on the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast. Frank Stample, Mike McClure, Sia Najad. They've got cash game analysis, GPP analysis, Tuesdays and Thursdays, two episodes per week. So check that out. The Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast, wherever you listen to FFT. I've got four questions for you for Fantasy Week 11. Probably think of a fifth one if we want to. Why is this week like any other week? Yeah, why is this week like every other week? Because the Falcons stink. But which defenses are you starting to avoid in terms of bad? these are bad matchups now? Or you get a little nervous about starting your guys against which teams? Uh, one yeah. played last night. Uh-huh. Uh, Buffalo? How about, yeah, I downgraded a lot of Colts players. Because yeah. of the Bills. I did say starting to, so I was I was wondering if there were any new additions, and particularly Green Bay and Seattle, and what you think about them. Um, I'm not sitting Jefferson, Cook, or most likely Thielen. So, you know, none of the Vikings star skill players. Um, in terms of Seattle. What about Cousins? It's, yeah. I mean, Cousins is always going to be in that, you know, 10 to 15 range, I think, anyway. So he's outside but of he's that range. he's close to 15 this week, isn't huh? he? He's, like, closer to 15 this week than he would be to 10. Yes. I don't have him as the top 12 quarterback. No. But that's the range he lives in anyway. So uh, for this week in, in a difficult matchup, yes, I would downgrade him. But he's still capable of getting his guys' production. Uh, Tennessee's starting to get there. 
I, the Packers are yeah. so interesting. I mean, they, they're giving up uh, something like 13, 14 points per game in their last six or something. But uh, they're, in, they're so injured. So, yeah, I didn't know because Rashawn Gary got hurt and Whitney Merciless is out for the year. They just keep. And Gary's trying to play, right? It, that's I didn't know. I was at, about to ask you that. He was at practice yesterday with a brace on. I don't think they had a, a stat. I, they have a, a practice report. I don't know what he did, though. Uh, limited practice. He listed as. Pretty incredible if he's able to play. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. Um, yeah, Darnell Savage, safety, he was limited in practice. So, all right, I mean, that's going to be, Kurt Cousins is going to be a tough one, and Thielen, I think also a tough one. But the Packers have given up, 20, I want to say, 25 fantasy points in their last three games combined. 25 fantasy points to Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. Uh, right. qu- and you were trying to make the case yesterday. I think it was that it was the Chiefs' bad offense. It was when they were bad, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, give the Packers defense credit. Yeah, I I did, I did. I just yeah. Uh, okay, which replacement running backs are worth using? We usually do this on uh, with you guys every Friday. We talk about the replacement running backs, but guys are starting to get healthy. McCaffrey's back, Montgomery's back, Aaron Jones is out, but you don't even have to put AJ Dillon in this conversation because he's he's not exactly Chuba Hubbard. You know, he's a must start. So Dave, when you look at replacement running backs, maybe it's Ingram, maybe still Daryl Williams. Uh, sure. Jordan Howard, maybe a lot of a lot in flux here, actually, with the uh, replacement running backs. But what does the landscape look like? It, it's all dependent on other players. If Alvin Kamara practices on Friday and he looks good to play on Sunday, then he'll be obviously a start. And Mark Ingram will go back to your fantasy bench. Otherwise, if he's out, Ingram's going to be a top 15 fantasy running back this week. Daryl Williams, same thing if Clyde Edwards, Elaire comes back, but it looks like Clyde's going to sit out another week. And that makes sense. They've got the bye after this week. And that means Daryl Williams coming off of a huge game, 144 total yards, should be able to step up again against Dallas and play a big role. He's another guy that's in that top 15, top 20 range. Jeff Wilson would be a top 24 running back if Elijah Mitchell couldn't play. I'm sure I'm forgetting maybe one or two people. I'm not. Oh, well, the Eagles running backs. Yeah, Eagles that and could, That's going to get messy. It's already going to be a multi-back approach no matter what. But if, if Sanders ends up being activated and plays, I think it'll end up being a lot of Sanders and Howard. That would be my guess is that Howard has played himself into a role. And Boston Scott will and Kenny Gainwell will go into like backup roles. One of those guys might even be inactive on Sunday. Deontay Foreman? Deontay Foreman, especially if Jeremy McNichols doesn't play, could be a really interesting starter because he he's, he would end up being their most explosive back who could also play on passing downs. Now, for all I know, they're going to continue to use or they'll want it. They've used Adrian Peterson a little bit on passing plays, but maybe they just continue to just mix and match Foreman and Peterson if McNichols isn't there. I would imagine that Peterson's the better pass blocker between him and Foreman. I don't know for sure. Um, we'll see what they do, but it opens the door for Foreman playing a little bit more. Question number three, Jamie, will the Giants playmakers show up at Tampa Bay? Well, they'll get on the plane, so yeah. I'm going to guess that they'll be there. Uh, it sounds as if everybody but Sterling Shepard is going to play this week uh, based on their practice report on Thursday. I know Barkley and Booker were limited, but um, seems as if they're trending in the right direction, clearly more so Barkley is the important one we're looking at there. Uh, Galladay and and uh, Kadarius Tony are expected to go. So in terms of being active, you know, I, th- I think we'll see those four guys out there. In terms of them playing well, uh, I'm going to trust Barkley as a number two running back. I don't want to go over the, overboard with it, you know, without Vita Vea there. But we've seen, 
you know, three games in a row of a running back having success against the Bucks. you know, with Khalil Herbert. Or was it three games in a row? Or three of the last four, maybe? Um, Khalil Herbert, Alvin Kamara, and then Antonio Gibson. You know, so having yep. production. Uh, you know, Kamara didn't have a monster game, but he scored. Khalil Herbert had 100 yards, and then, you know, Gibson had two touchdowns, but it was a miserable rushing average. But Barkley, I think, has a chance to get, you know, in the 80 total yard range in the touchdown. So he's a mid-range number two running back this week. And then for the receivers, I think, you you know, you consider them kind of what they've been all season. You know, Galladay and Tony haven't been consistent. They haven't found the end zone yet. Uh, and so hopefully this is the week that there's a breakthrough. But uh, I would view them more as, at best, number three receivers, guys that I would prefer to avoid. Okay. And then who, last question, who are we finally ready to sit? I've had enough of Mike Williams or DJ Moore or something like that. Who are we just, all right, this is the week. I'm sitting them. For me, it's DJ Moore. I've kind of been there for a while, but just the production over the last three games has been terrible. Cam coming back at quarterback doesn't do it quite enough for me to just jump right back into DJ Moore's arms and say that he's going to be a top 12 or top 20 wide receiver this week, even in PPR. That's one guy. Um, no, hold on. Though. Let me clarify. Let me, let me clarify real quick. Is he top is he still top twenty four? Is he still top thirty? No, I've got him thirty third. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm 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 going right back in on DJ Moore. I think this is the breakout week we've been waiting for. Very excited about him this week. Fingers crossed, Mike yeah. Williams. I think how Dave feels about Moore is probably how I feel about Mike Williams. I just so few targets. Had enough. I think I have to start him. It's a it's lot a good of opportunity there. for him this week though because yeah. the injury. Really good. A lot of yeah. I know, I know. But last week I just don't been think too. he's healthy. I don't care what they're saying. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it's a health issue. I think it's uh he's not as good as his numbers made him look earlier this year issue. Yeah, but everything kind of coincides with the that week against Baltimore when he missed practice the entire week. So hurting your knee hurts your ability to catch the football. I mean, maybe it's possible. Hurts your ability to separate. Yeah, he's just not getting targets. He's got five targets in almost every game since then. One huge yeah, game. He, but he's been getting some high value targets like near the goal line. They've been trying to get him in the end zone each of the last two weeks. And he's just made mistakes. Oh, is there it's, anyone else? Sorry. Anyone else? Jamie, I don't know the names you wanted to add. Avoiding. Yeah. Just like because it's of, time. Yeah. It's just like, you're kind of over it. Um, Zach Moss. I guy just no way. Don't Manuel Sanders count. Was yeah. he ever really that high? He was, yeah. He was. He's still rostered, and I want to say over ninety percent of leagues. I don't know. I mean, there there are guys that I think that you know it's it's like the segment we do today of you're starting them based on, I guess either where you drafted them or where they hopefully will be. But you know, like McLaurin's been frustrating. Thielen's been frustrating. Um, they're in the same category as DJ Moore and, and Mike Williams. Yeah. All right. I'm not done with them though. Miles Gaskin is definitely not in this category this week. <laughs> if know. he was playing against almost anybody else, I'd probably say that I'm done with Miles Gaskin. But yeah. after he lays an egg against the Jets this week, then I'll say <laughs> that it's time to just be done with Miles Gaskin. That's right. You know, sometimes you you trust Miles Gaskin and he gets the ball inside the five yard line or something like that. And typically, what happens? Well, he comes up short. Right, And no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded and the best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. And Josh Rosen comes in and doesn't do as well as you thought he would against the New England Patriots. 
Uh, so if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options, all right? Yes, we're talking about this right now. And pay attention because you need to go to GetRoman.com slash FFT right now. GetRoman.com slash FFT. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. I know you might be chuckling, but this is a this is something that a lot of men out there deal with. So if if you do deal with this, please go to getroman.com/fft. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet, and getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com/fft and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home, and complete the online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash FFT now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash FFT. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. A lot of news and notes. Let's do it. <laughs> Did you really use Josh Rosen's part of that? Why? No, it was a joke. <laughs> you know, I thought he was going to be great. Uh, all right, Antonio Brown was accused by his former personal chef of trying to obtain a fake vaccination card. He insists he is vaccinated. So are the Bucks. Yes, but but they never said that he didn't try to obtain a fake vaccination card, from what I understand. But So he could have done both, uh, but uh, we'll see how this plays out. What, what are you going to do? And he's still a ways away from returning anyway. Alvin Kamara missed practice. So he's practiced on Wednesday, did not practice on Thursday, and I think at least the good news is you know what to do. You start Kamara if he plays, you start Ingram if you don't, as Dave just said a little while earlier. DeAndre Hopkins missed practice. Still not looking great for him. Uh, there is optimism that Derrick Henry could return in early January, since we have a 24-week season this this year. That means you'll have some Derrick Henry. He might, might be back for your fantasy championship or something. Uh, Marquise Brown, guys, starting to get worried about him. He missed practice twice now. Rashad Bateman missed practice. That was, I think, undisclosed why he left. How about their quarterback missing practice? And Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I was about to, yeah. But he's got an illness, so we expect Lamar Jackson to play. But what about Brown and Bateman? No, Bateman was an illness. Oh, Bateman was also an illness? Okay. Yes, non-COVID. And so is Lamar Jackson. Uh, I, as I of now, I anticipate them all playing. Wait, 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 I'm sorry, what was that, Jamie? What would you say? I anticipate them all playing as of now. Okay. I hope you're right. Uh, Justin Herbert has an oblique injury, but he did practice in full. Still no Eli Mitchell out there. And again, you kind of know what to do. So I think Heath made a pretty good point. I don't remember when he said it. But he just wasn't convinced that Mitchell would get the kind of workload that we're hoping for. Because he's a little lower on Wilson. On Wilson. I don't know if I said Mitchell. If Mitchell's out, he's lower on Wilson. So do you think Wilson dominates carries if Mitchell's out? Yes. I mean, you heard Kyle Shanahan kind of give a less than glowing report for Trey Sermon when asked about him yesterday. Uh, Sermon will have a role, but if they're down both Mitchell and Hasty, Hasty has not practiced with an ankle injury and missed last week's game. What are they going to do? So they've been very clear that they've given Mitchell as much work as he can handle. I would imagine that they feel that way about Jeff Wilson. Maybe not to the same extent. So maybe Sermon plays a little bit more, but that's what this offense has been this season. You know, it's not like a typical 49ers offense. They've leaned on one guy for the most part. They'll, they'll use use check in passing downs though. Yeah, but that's okay. I'll use Debo. I mean, they talked about this yesterday. Use Debo. That's right. With him is in the backfield too. But I think yep. you're still look. I'd be very surprised unless this game gets out of whack and they're chasing points. 
that Jeff Wilson doesn't get 16 carries if there's no Elijah Mitchell. All right, Dallas Goddard practiced, but he's still in the concussion protocol, but looking looking better. Allen Robinson mispracticed with a hamstring injury. Chase Claypool That's was two limited. Days for Robinson. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we'll keep coming out of the box. Chase Claypool was limited. Still not sure about him. Uh, Jamal Williams was limited. He's looking better to finally get back out there. Sterling Shepard mispracticed. Jamie talked about that. Shepard looks like the only one who's not going to be able to go for the Giants. Rob Gronkowski back. Practiced in full. Where are you guys going to rank him? We'll preview that game in a bit, but where are you ranking Gronk? Top 10 for sure. Yep, right around there. Uh, Baker Mayfield practiced. Kyler Murray was limited. He's optimistic, but he was optimistic last week. Jared Goff really may not play. So start the Browns DST. Or Tim Boyle, here we go. It's worse for the Browns DST. Start start the Browns DST even if Jared Goff does play. Yeah, I know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still missing practice, but he says he'll play. Nick Chubb is trending in the right direction. Cole Beasley practiced. And Clyde edwards is still uncertain. And Buffalo right tackle Spencer Brown is on the reserve COVID list. Let's beat the waiver I, I picked up Tim Boyle. In our two quarterback league, because mm-hmm. I can stash him on IR, because he'll be the guy. He's gonna he's gonna be the guy if there's no Jared Goff. Um, as I was picking up Tim Boyle, Tim Doyle, who is a handicapper for us and covers college basketball, followed me at the exact same time on Twitter because <laughs> the other day when I said Tim Boyle would start for the Lions, I made the flub when I said Tim Doyle ah. would start for the Lions on air, and he followed me and tweeted the clip. Because somebody probably sent it to him, one of our production staff. It was very freaky. <laughs> I hit I hit add on Tim Boyle. I see the notification, Tim Doyle's following. I was like, whoa, there's no way. <laughs> Ooh, wait, what if Tim Boyle follows you now because you added him and you're talking about him? That's true. That would be great. That's true. And the best part about it was that like two minutes earlier, the only reason I did it because Dave picked up David Blau uh, in the 2QB League as well. Oh, wow. You guys, look yeah, at I'm you guys. Desperate. Yeah. Uh, let's beat the waiver wire here. The Bears DST is a good one to get. They are at Detroit on Thanksgiving. We'll get another garbage Thanksgiving football game in Detroit. Thank you, NFL, for doing this to us every single year. Uh, Miami's DST is against Carolina. We'll see. Miami's DST is playing well. Maybe Carolina's not such a good matchup anymore. Uh, quarterbacks, I don't. You know, I only had Terod Taylor against the Jets. We got Kyler Murray yeah. and Mahomes on a bye next week, by the way. Uh, then there are a bunch of wide receivers that you might just be able to get that I'm not saying it's matchup or anything, but you can look at the Giants guys. You can look at Darnell Mooney. I honestly don't know their roster percentages. I know they were available on waivers earlier this week. Maybe Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson is, is has always been so streaky. Caught a touchdown from Cam last week. Jets wide receivers, they're at Houston next week, so that's not so bad. Uh, Van Jefferson, 63% rostered. And Deontay Foreman, 73% roster. You should probably get on that. And if you see Miles Sanders or anything like that, you can do that as well. Okay, sorry if a little bit incomplete there on Beat the Waiver Wire. Bears DST is probably what I'll be looking for this weekend. I picked them up in a bunch of leagues, yeah. Yeah. Okay, start meter for the last three games we're going to talk about. I think we have seven games on the schedule today. i got to figure that out. Six, I should know. Uh, Giants at Bucks. start meter there. All right, so Daniel Jones. Four. Zero. Saquon Barkley. Nine. Seven. Who's your favorite Giants wide receiver, and what's the what's his number? Galladay. I think he was number five thirteen, and a half. right? What's that? I think he's number thirteen, right? 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, Galladay would be <laughs> a two. What did you say for him, Dave? Five and a half. Okay. Uh, Evan Ingram. Two. Straight five. Uh, Dave's a little more optimistic about the Giants, it seems. I think they're going to get destroyed. <laughs> so what, two straight losses for Tampa Bay coming back home against the Giants? <laughs> yeah. Letter for that. <sighs> oh, he's an eight. A ten. Uh, Evans Godwin, 10, 10. Um, Rob Ronkowski. Eight. Yep. Okay. It is almost start them all, sit them all in that game. It's, it's close. Yeah, it's Barkley and nothing for me. Yeah, and I think everybody's probably going to be a little nervous about Barkley. They, they should be. They said they're going to use two running backs. I, I don't know if I believe them, but they did say that. All right. They didn't say they would use two running backs evenly. They just Correct. said they would use two running backs. Baltimore, and I mean, they think they gave us that impression in week one, and Devontae Booker had four carries. Baltimore at Chicago. How about Devontae Freeman? Uh, Six. Five. I think we're going to see too much on Murray. Right. Marquise Brown. Ten. Eight. Rashad Bateman. Six. Seven. Justin Fields. Seven. Six. So are you guys starting Bateman over a Giants wide receiver? Oh, yeah. Not me. I'll take Holiday over Bateman. Okay. Uh, how about uh, David? I think Mon- if you were to put their best games all on the table, it would go Galladay. No, Tony's Tony. game against. Who was it against again? Cowboys. Cowboys, right. Tony's Cowboys. game against Cowboys. Galladay's game against the Saints. Bateman and then Tony's game against, against the Saints. Bateman's had two games with 80 yards? Or- Bateman has one game with 8 yards, 6 for 80. Okay. But I don't think Tony's done. No Tony touchdowns. 78 against Saints. What did you say? No touchdowns for Tony. Galladay no hasn't scored, I don't think. No, well, the Giants None, don't none of them have scored a touchdown yet. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Sorry, I just realized. You know why I was so confused? Because I didn't put Washington at Carolina in my notes for today. We're going to preview that game as well. Um, let's go to Chicago on their side of the ball. David Montgomery against Baltimore. Ten. Uh, ten. Okay. Uh, nine. A little nervous about him. Yeah, a little nervous too. Uh, but stardom. Green Bay, Minnesota. Oh, uh, sorry. Darnell Mooney. He's in that situation. Uh, eight. Really? That much confidence? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. How Better about than the Giants, guys? Better than the Ravens, non-named Marquise Brown. All right, how about uh, Mike Williams or Darnell Mooney? Oh, they're very close for me, but I'd go Williams. I would too. And Green Bay, Minnesota. So, oh, Cole Komet. Jeez, Cole Komet. <laughs> Stupid Bears. Keep forgetting about them. Um, four, six. Yeah, great matchup, probably. But Ravens have faced great tight ends, but they've also struggled against a lot of tight ends. They'll be a lot better if Robinson's up. Green Bay, Minnesota, Aaron Rodgers. 10. 8. A.J. Dillon, 15. <laughs> Billion. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins, you guys already said, outside your top 12, closer to 15. Yeah, he's like a 5. Thielen. 7. And Conklin. 2. 6. Dallas. Like That's Dallas team? at Kansas City. Yeah, the whole team. Dallas at Kansas City. 
Yeah, like Ten. a nine. Ten for everybody. That's Except for Dalton party. Schultz. I like Schultz this week. He's a three. Did these... You're starting Conklin over Schultz? Yes. Yes. Yeah, give me Schultz. Yeah, Dallas to Kansas City. You know, these teams would probably tell you that they have uh, better defenses than you think. And we will find out. Stat of the game, number one. I don't think you're going to really pay attention to this. It's actually the only stat of the game I have. But I do think it's pretty interesting because Ezekiel Elliott is slumping a little bit. And there have only been three running backs with more than 13 carries against the Chiefs. And Derrick Henry is the only running back with more than 15 carries against the Chiefs. Josh Jacobs was awful last week. Uh, Aaron Jones, 12 carries, 53 yards. No Aaron Rodgers. Antonio Gibson had a terrible game against them. Start Zeke, but... Yeah, I don't know. He's, we'll see what happens. Hopefully he catches some passes. He has been catching some passes. Sorry for wasting your time with that. Okay. What's interesting in this game, Jamie? What's a tough call in this game? Dallas at Kansas City. Uh, Schultz and Gallup are tough. You know, I mean, obviously, you, you know, you don't know what you're going to get from Gallup yet. I think last week was the shake the rust off game. And Schultz has obviously been struggling. Now you have Gallup back. But the matchup is so good. I would imagine Dallas is seeing how tight ends have done against this team and finding Daniel Sorensen. So I, I'm going to guess Schultz, who still ran plenty of routes last week and played plenty, uh, will have an opportunity to be successful. So I'll still start him if I've been starting him all this time. Um, Gallup is, uh, you're hoping for, you know, a big play or two. Uh, so you're, you'll consider him as a number three receiver, at least you should. But outside of that, it's to start all your normal guys. You know, Daryl Williams, if he still gets the start in place of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, should be great. He's gotten uh, 19 total touches or more in four of the five games that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has missed. So his workload should continue to be there, and he should certainly continue to be involved in the passing game. Other than that, you know, I mean, I, I guess you could have some concerns about Amari Cooper, but you're still starting him. Same thing with, uh, you know, the, the I mean, the regular guys. You're, you're starting the top three, top four guys for the Chiefs and the top guys for the Cowboys. Yeah, I think we should talk a little bit more about Amari Cooper because you're, you're just hoping for a shootout here, right? You're hoping for a ton of pass attempts. That's what Vegas is telling us. Yeah, and that makes sense. But the Cowboys score a lot of points often, and Cooper's really only had two standout games this year. I think only two games with more than 15 PPR fantasy points. Now you add Gallup into the mix and Lamb is going to play in the slot for the most part. When Gallup's on the field, Lamb's in the slot. And I think that what you say, the strength of the secondary is the outside cornerbacks, you know, Absolutely. Ward and Sneed. So yep. yeah, I mean, how much confidence do you have in Amari Cooper? Jamie, you can get the first word and then I'll go to Dave. I'm still starting him as a number two receiver, you know, so he, he's not in that category yet of like Phelan or Williams or more. Um, you know, you're, you're still banking on his quarterback and again, shootout. So I'm, I'm still going to trust him. He's turned into the number two receiver for the Cowboys. And it's, I mean, it, you probably already knew that, but it's totally clear now that Dak has full confidence in lamb. He's throwing lamb, uh, on fourth and five. When lamb's covered last week, lamb makes the play Dak's under pressure in the red zone. He throws a ball to a spot on the side of the end zone and Lamb is the one who's there to catch it. Lamb's his guy. Cooper is being used to help get other guys open. He's not running downfield as much. I think he might be a wink slower than he used to be, but he's still running really good routes, still has mostly good hands. He had a bad drop two games ago. He's he's getting dangerously close to that range of wide receivers that I don't feel good about starting. And the only reason why I'm using him is because great quarterback, still going to get a lot of good opportunities, Definitely expected to be a high-scoring game. He's still a number two wide receiver for me. He's ranked one notch ahead of Adam Thielen as a low-end number two wide receiver. If you could make this decision, would you start Daryl Williams or Amari Cooper? 
Williams. Williams. By the way, before I forget, Nick Chubb activated off the reserve COVID list. So nice, Nick Chubb. Yes. I guess we that should sucks have. sucks for everybody that's got Dearness, but. Yeah. I guess we should have a um, a Dalton Schultz discussion here. Heath's actually the highest on him, but Jamie's got him 13th. Dave has him closer to 20th, 18th in PPR, 20th in non-PPR. And the Chiefs allow the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends, Dave. So good matchup. He did drop a touchdown last week. Uh, yeah. he I don't know if he dropped it. All right, he it's almost had almost touchdown. Almost touchdown last week. Uh, so, yeah, how come you're so low on Dalton Schultz? Because it's clear that when Michael Gallup's back, his targets shrivel. And unless Dak is in a game where he's throwing 45 times, I don't feel good about Schultz's chances of getting five or six targets, even if it is against Kansas City, who, by the way, did a really nice job against Darren Waller last week. Uh, they did. They did. But they gave up a touchdown to him at the very end. They got called back on a hold. If that meant, and they just gave up a lot of touchdowns to, to tight ends. It's so would have yeah, been like tight end. So I mean that's what you're hoping for is that he scores. Right. Okay. Right. But it wasn't that way, right? Like before Gallup when Gallup was hurt, the idea behind Schultz is he's getting a decent amount of targets. Some games it was in the twenty percent, like twenty to twenty five percent range. Now it's below fifteen. Last week I, I think it was below ten percent. It's gross. I'm I'm moving on. Yeah, he only had two targets last week. Okay, well, and, and look, for Jamie, it's not like Schultz is where he used to be. Right? No, no, but yeah. like I said, if, if he's been in your lineup for the last few weeks, this is not the week to move on from him. Okay. Uh, Mahomes is top three. He's one for Jamie, two for Dave, three for Heath. He's ahead of Dak, who's top five. Uh, I guess the only question here, if Clyde Edwards-Elair plays, would you start him? Uh, he'd cool. be borderline starter. So he'd be probably in the... Around 20th, 20th. I think Jamie summarized it best on FFT yesterday that he's going to have a lot of empty carries. He'll run between the 20s. I don't see anything that Daryl Williams has done to lose the role of playing in passing downs or to work near the goal line. And that's where we really were, that's where we were really hoping for CEH to take a step forward this year in claiming at least one of those roles. Mm -hmm. He didn't do it. In fact, he was, you know, injured and had to miss so much time. Right. I, I think I'd still like Williams better than CEH, even if CEH comes to play on Sunday. New Orleans is at Philadelphia. You're going to start Kelsey and you're going to start Tyreek Hill. And even in the three, I mean, there have been a few games where the Chiefs have been in absolute shootouts, three of them, where the, both teams have scored 29 or more points. And only once did anybody other than Kelsey or Hill in the passing game do anything. So, you know, I don't know if people are still grasping at straws for Nicole Hardman, but it could be Pringle, it could be Robinson. I'm assuming Andy Reid said earlier this week they're trying to get Josh Gordon more involved, so it could be his week too. So I assume you're just not starting any other Chiefs. No, you can't. Yeah. I mean, okay. you got to really do desperate. It. Right. right. 14 team triple flex leagues. You could look triple. at Pringle. There you go. New Orleans is at Philadelphia. A repeat stat of the game. Uh, we're updated. A tight end has 77 yards or a touchdown now in six straight games against the Eagles. They're so bad. And last week it was Alberto and Noah Fant. He said something about uh, the sentiment in New Orleans being that they're going to get Juwan Johnson more involved because they're not happy with Adam Troutman. Uh, I, I, I read that they weren't happy with Troutman. I don't know if that means that it's going to be Juwan Johnson. But what do you see here? Any sleeper appeal in these tight ends? This is the best matchup. None that I'm willing to trust. 
Yeah. And I know that I mean Troutman I, had been doing well, but I, I'm not ready to trust any Saints tight end this yeah, week. Yeah, I think like I'm I'm playing Troutman in some DFS lineups just because the defense is so bad. And he's had consistently five targets, and it's like three games in a row he's had about five. Okay. So their top tight end may not play though. Taysom Hill. <laughs> that would be good. I mean, that would be good for everyone. He's just he's the vulture. He's the Raven. For those of you who listened yesterday. Shakespeare. Yeah, that's right. It's Dickens. So Trevor Simeon hasn't been that bad, but did you read anything yesterday? Did I read anything? I read a lot of sports articles. Yeah, what did I read yesterday? Um track open your uh Game of Thrones book, inspire you. What is it called? Funny Bunny or something like that? These little yeah, all I do is read kids' books now. Um Yeah, and uh, cooking a book. You ever those cooking a books where they interactive books where they make the food? Jamie? No. no. Is Dalvin in that? Yeah, I, I wish. Be reading football. If Jared's books in it, it's probably not a top seller. Dave says, read your kids every night. So I have yes. been. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway. Who are we starting for the Saints other than the running back? Would you take a chance on any? These wide receivers are interesting, but it's not a good matchup. The Eagles give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Anyone other than the running backs, for Jamie, real quick on the Saints? They're just not consistent. You know, Callaway, you're hoping for a touchdown. Deontay Harris, you're hoping for, you know, the target spike that we saw two games, the two games prior to last week. And Traquan Smith is also touchdown dependent. He scored two of his last three. Callaway scored last week. Harris, like I said, two games ago, seven targets, eight targets, and then went down last week. But his you know, big play a potential showed up again. So, no, I would stay away. Okay. If pick one if you're desperate. Harris. And Dave. Traquan. Okay. They, they, Sean right. Payton made mention of Traquan this week, talking about how good he's been playing. So I wonder if there's a little bit more designed for him this week. All right. All right, how about Jalen Hurts? Starter sit Dave Richard. Uh, no, starter sit Jalen Hurts, no, Don't Dave. start me. I'm not going to get <laughs> any fantasy points. I like Hurts again this week. I think that the Saints' run defense is legit. I think it's going to make it hard on Philadelphia to run the football, try as they might, and that means he's going to throw more. A lot of teams have followed that same type of game flow. Six or Each of the last three quarterbacks, I don't know why I said six, each of the last three quarterbacks to take on New Orleans, have found at least 20 fantasy points. Each of the last two ran for a touchdown. Sounds like something that Jalen Hurts could do. He's given you at least 55 rush yards each of his last four games. Here's why I said six. Hurts has completed at least 64% of his throws each of his last three games. Getting more comfortable as a passer, definitely running at a nice clip, going to have to throw a little bit against New Orleans. I'd love him if Dallas Goddard were there. But even without Goddard, I think he can be a top 12 quarterback this week. Yeah, and it's looking good for Goddard as of right now. Uh, Hertz or Aaron Rodgers? I have Rodgers right there. Hertz or Justin Herbert? Herbert. Herb. Herbie. Okay. Hertz or Tannehill? Herbie, is, Herbie, I'm confident in just because of all the injuries to the Steelers' defense right now. They're so beat up that I think it, it helps Justin Herbert have a little more time. I will take Hertz over Tannehill. Um, I'm torn. I might go Tana. Right now I have Hurts over Tana. I might go Tana over Hurts. Hurts or Tua? Tua. I started the week with Hurts ahead of Tua. I've changed my mind on that one. I think that Tua's got a higher ceiling. Yeah, I think I'm going to be the only one with a Dolphin stack and FanDuel this week. I just... It's funny. Uh, <laughs> so I had done my last <laughs> show today, and you were, you were almost to the T on DraftKings, by the way. Almost to the T, very similar. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> So you know what that means. 
All right, guys. Philadelphia running backs. They've so been if I win, it'll be your your as as a result of your doing. There you go. Uh, you're welcome. So Philadelphia. What's Jimmy, what's his cut if you win the million? How much are you giving Adam? Oh, uh, I don't know. Quarter, fifty cents. A quarter, a quarter. I thought you were like a quarter of it. All right, let's no. make a vow right here. The three of I don't us. Like you that much. The three of us as friends. If any of us win a million dollars in DFS, we will give. The other, each of the other two, ten thousand dollars. Sounds great to me. Well, um, you owe it no, to me. I, if, I will donate ten thousand dollars in charity for both of you. Okay, I will set yeah, up I, a I don't play show in the millionaire, charity. So, I don't play in the millionaire. So, <laughs> free money for me, free money for a charity. I'm all for it. Okay. All right, Philadelphia running backs. Do they crack the top twenty-four? Whoever's in. No. Sanders might, yeah, if he plays. I'm going to say no. I think it's going to be hard for any of them, especially if Sanders plays, to get a lot of work. And it's New Orleans. It's a tough run defense. Yeah, they've just had such a great layup of a schedule lately. But they are also running the ball extremely well. And they, they're a new challenge. The the Saints give up 2.78 yards per carry to running backs. That's wild. That's so good. Um, they have allowed some passing game production, but... But uh, that's not that's not really happening for the for the Eagles, and we'll see if the Eagles get out of their game plan. I guess. Would you start Deontay Foreman over an Eagles running back? Uh, yes, I'm doing that now. Would you start Zach Moss over an Eagles running back? Yes. Wow. Okay. Devont- As of now, I am starting Moss. I am not starting Foreman. Devontae Smith. Currently- I, I, I'll take that back. I would start Sanders over Moss. All right. Devontae I currently Smith have Moss, what? Howard, Sorry. Foreman. And if Sanders plays, would you say Jamie Sanders over Moss? I, I would go, if, if Sanders plays, I would go Sanders, Moss, Foreman, Sanders, Moss. Um, no, maybe Sanders, Foreman, Moss. I don't know. I have to see how it goes. All right, Devontae Smith, start or sit? Start. I think he's startable. If, Cooper, look, if I like Hurts, you know I've got to like Smith. Yeah, Cooper, well, not really. Hurts runs so much, but Cooper, Devontae Smith. I will take Smith. Uh, I will take Smith. Do you do not think he gets w- shadowed by Lattimore? Um, I think he can beat that coverage if he does. He might, but I mean, we've seen so many number one receivers have success against them, and he's typically like most corners. They like bigger physical guys as opposed to speed guys. Right. Yeah, we have seen. I don't know. I mean, have the. Number one's done that well. Like Devontae Adams was bad. McLaurin was bad. Mike Evans got lucky with the 48 yards. I throw out the Adams game week one. The whole team was bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, DJ Moore was great. Kenny Galladay was great. Godwin was great. Metcalf wasn't, but he had had 96 yards at a touchdown, but he cheated, as we all remember. Up and down. All right. They do give up a lot of points to wide receivers. Dallas Goddard, if he plays, would be what? Top 10. Top 10. Jinx. Eh. All right, and the Saints DST is like right on the border of being top 12. Listen, the Eagles, the last three weeks, if they play the way they play, they are probably the worst matchup, basically, for DSTs. They've allowed a combined six fantasy points to DSTs in their last three games, Detroit, Chargers, and Denver. They just just run the ball. That's just terrible for DSTs. Uh, But six points, by the way, it depends on your scoring, obviously. All right, Arizona at Seattle. Seattle DST or Seattle defense giving up eight points per 18. Come on, let's try it again. 
Arizona at Seattle. Seattle's defense giving up 18 points per game in their last six games. This game had such uh, opportunity to be so exciting. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to feel like such a dud, most likely. Yeah, and here, here's the, the most interesting thing. And I, I brought this up last week when we were talking about DJ Moore. Arizona is awesome against number ones, and they give up points to, to the other guys. They have held A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, Debo Samuel twice, and D.J. Moore to 65 or fewer yards. And of those 10 wide receivers, nine wide receivers plus Dan, Dan, uh, Debo Samuel twice, only four have scored. So I can't imagine getting away from Metcalf, but Dave, what does that mean to you here with Arizona? And they've been so good against number ones. I think you still have to start Metcalf, and I think Lockett is still in play as a number two fantasy wide receiver. I can't, I can't help but think that Russ will play a little bit better this week. This is a Cardinals defense that doesn't typically put a lot of pressure on opposing quarterbacks. They don't blitz a lot. And uh, I, I think Russ will have a little bit more time. He'll have a little more time to throw. I think that'll definitely help Lockett and Metcalf. They can't run the ball very well. This is a tough matchup for them to run it. I don't like Alex Collins. So I would imagine that the passing game gets going. And I think it'll be an entertaining game. I just don't think it's going to be a high-scoring shootout type game. Well, the Cardinals do not give up big plays. They're basically the Bills. They've given up the second-fewest pass plays of 20-plus yards and two pass plays of 40-plus yards. So you you really have a lot of confidence in Lockett, or is just you have to start him because he's Tyler Lockett? A little bit more of the latter than the former. I think it's 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 a FOMO thing. Yeah, you, you have the squeaky wheel potential for DK Metcalf. You know, after he's upset about his role or not getting the ball, whatever he said. Um, yeah, play, give him the Russell ball to the playmakers. Whatever is Russell Wilson safe? That's the problem. You know, is is he safe? The one thing I would disagree with th- this matchup is fairly good to run against since they lost JJ Watt. Their run defense has not been the same, but you can't trust Alex Collins to do it. That's the problem. So, you know, we'll see. And, and if there is no Alex Collins at this point, you know, the fact that he missed practice on Thursday, then it's hands off the entire backfield. You know, I, I don't know what they would do with Rashad Penny. If would he get back on the field? Would it be DJ Dallas and Travis Homer? You know, Homer's probably the safe one in, in passing situations, but they don't throw to the running backs that much. It's not their run defense has actually been pretty bad all year, except they don't get run on in their wins. They've lost two games. And their two losses, opposing running backs had 31 carries in both games. And in their wins, opposing running backs have had a few games with 20 to 25, but 17, 11, 15, 15, nine carries. So it's a big difference when they win and when they lose. And that, obviously, Kyler Murray's availability might actually affect the Seattle run game. But the Seattle run game has been so bad, I don't know how much you trust it. Um, but I, I want to talk more about that. If we're staying on Seattle here, first of all, I'll, we'll get to Alex Collins in a second if he's able to play. He did not practice, as Jamie mentioned. Russell Wilson, guys, you have him 12th, right around 12th. I think you have him exactly 12th, but maybe it's changed. He was, if people forget, I mean, he was so good in his first four games. His 16-game pace in his first four games was 36 touchdowns, no interceptions, and almost 4,200 yards. So he was great. 130 passer rating. Uh, how much do you trust him, Jamie, this week, Russell Wilson? I don't. Um, I have him in three leagues. Two of them are two QB leagues, so I'm obviously starting him there. In the one league where it's not a two QB league, I picked up Tua to start over him. And so... Um, I'm still hopeful Russell's going to figure it out. I'm still hopeful that he's going to be fine, but this is, uh, 
is something I want to see at first, you know. So if you have the luxury of of finding someone like to uh, Tannehill, if he was dropped, um, that's probably the extent of it, you know, in terms of guys that might have been available. But you know, like I'm not, I'm not starting Jimmy Garoppolo over Russell Wilson. I know Heath would probably tell you otherwise, but um, for the most part, I think you just gotta hope that he works it out. You gotta you gotta hope that he can get you to twenty fantasy points. I don't think he's got a ceiling for much more than that. Like maybe the ceiling this week for him is like 23 fantasy points. If Kyler Murray plays, which quarterback are you starting? It's a great question. I think I'll take Kyler, but it might be by a nose ahead of Russ. To me, they're kind of the same guy. I would take Russ if there is no Hopkins, which it doesn't seem like. And the point I wanted to make about Alex Collins is, man, has he had some tough matchups. His last five games, Rams, Steelers, and he went for 100 yards against the Steelers. Saints, mm-hmm. Jaguars, Packers. Jaguars, yes, that is a tough matchup for running backs. Packers, they're pretty good against the run. And he's fifty or he's fewer than 50 rushing yards in five of his last six games, four of those last five starts. So I get it. But, you know, this is the worst run defense he's faced in a long time. I wonder if that gives you any any hope for Alex Collins. That he's got to play. I mean, the fact he that plays, he was downgraded yeah. from from Wednesday to Thursday can't give you any semblance of hope that he's if he plays, he's going to finish the game. I mean, he's not been good, and who knows how healthy he is? I mean, he's playing through this groin injury that he's missed practice time all along. So, yeah, I think he's a he's a flex. You know, if you if you have him, um, but I don't love it. I start Foreman over him, for example. All right, then let's go to the Cardinals passing game. You already said Kyler Murray would be a borderline starter. James Conner, you're going to start. Um, the, the, this is another look at the run defense for the Seahawks lately. They've held their last four opponent running backs. The last four lead running backs to face them have averaged 3.4, 2.5, 3.6, and 3.1 yards per carry. And who are they? Najee Harris, Alvin Kamara, Carlos Hyde, and AJ Dillon. Now, it doesn't matter because the Seahawks allow 78 receiving yards per game to running backs, 76, pardon me, 76 receiving yards per game to running backs. They have a good run defense. They are terrible against running backs because they get thrown all over uh, from out of the backfield. All right, Christian Kirk, what's the deal with the passing? And Christian Kirk, Zach Ertz, Dave, your thoughts? I think Kirk has earned start-worthy status as at least a flex. Four of his last five games, at least 12 PPR points. Might be a little bit worse in non PPR formats with him, but still the type of top 30 ish to top 24, if not higher, wide receiver. And it'll help if Kyler's there. But even if Kyler's not there, he's gotten some numbers without him. So I feel okay about him. I don't feel great about Ertz after the one game, his first game with Arizona, where he had that kind of sort of fluky touchdown. Really hasn't been amazing. So I wonder if he's starting to kind of fall into that pit of tight ends that you're just hoping to get 10 PPR points from, and then you end up getting around eight or nine. So a little discouraged by him. Don't feel good about AJ Green. Don't feel good about Rondell Moore. Don't feel good about Antoine Wesley. Um, okay. It's going to be about it. It's going to be Connor. It's going to be Kirk. And if you're a little desperate at tight end, that's where Zach Ertz comes into play. Okay. So Christian Kirk or Alex Collins, if Collins plays. I feel like Kirk's safer. Yeah, I'd probably go Kirk, definitely PPR. And probably an easier call if Kyler Murray's playing. If Kyler's in and DeAndre Hopkins is out. All right, we're going to take a break here. Tough games, a lot, a lot to, to really dissect mm-hmm. with these games, right? And Washington, Carolina, I think, is, is in the same mold. That's our next game. 
Cam Newton, how much do we trust him? That's coming right up on Fantasy Football today. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Well, let's get to Washington and Carolina, and I was going to start on the Washington side of the ball. We'll get to Cam in a second. Taylor Heineke is a sit. Carolina allows the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Okay, Antonio Gibson. Starter sit, Jamie. Borderline starter, flex at best. Uh, feels like there's a letdown coming because he did not run well last week. He just got a lot of work last week, and if he doesn't score, it's a miserable game. So you're looking at a Carolina defense that does not give up a lot of touchdowns to running backs, five on the season, and we know what he's been if he doesn't score. He's not involved in the passing game to the extent that we were hoping this season. And so I think Gibson is if, – if, you, if you're asking me starter set, I would mean sit. But uh, it's very difficult to get away from somebody who's going to touch the ball as much as he has. I just think this might be, end up being a better J.D. McKissick game, certainly in PPR, than, than it is for Gibson. I'm just nervous about the matchup and, and, and the expectations based on what we saw last week. It sounds like me from last week about these guys. I'm a little more optimistic. I've seen that this Panthers defense has allowed at least 14 PPR points to a running back five of their last seven games. Washington's offensive line uh, gets a boost with Brandon Scherf back. I'm not 100% if he's playing, but I think he is. And the, the football team was ready to give the ball to Gibson last week. And even though he wasn't necessarily efficient with it, he got the work. And I don't mind using him as a number two in this matchup against the Panthers. And I almost wonder if they're going to try and use a similar type of game plan against the Panthers as they did against Tampa Bay, which is slow pace, dink and dunk type of offense where you just move the chains, move the chains, move the chains, find a way to score a touchdown. And if they're doing that, that means that there will be short yardage opportunities and Gibson can score again. What do you make of the fact that the Panthers are giving up the fewest receiving yards per game to running backs and how that relates to J.D. McKissick, who does have eight, four, eight, and four catches in his last four games? And I guess that would mean seven out of... How many games have they played? Ten or six out of nine with... Yeah, six out of nine with uh, four more catches. This is where the arrow points back up, right? (laughs) But it's the worst matchup he's had, at least just on paper. They are the best in football. In, yeah, it's in not easy for either of them. Yeah, it's a good defense. It's a very especially good defense. with Gilmore and Shaq Thompson back and all that. Yeah, they're gonna they're coming home. Cam's first start at home. I mean, this, that that's going to be, be fired up. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Okay, so would you go with McK- Let's say you have uh, someone that you can't stand. You know, you're maybe you're Dave and you're fed up with DJ Moore, or you're everyone and you're fed up with Mike Williams, or you're trying to get away from. Gosh. Uh, I don't know. Let's say Deontay Foreman, who you're just uncertain about. Would you start McKissick over any of them? In PPR, no. I've got McKissick over Foreman 
as of now. Yeah, I'll take Foreman over McKissick. Starter sit Terry McLaurin. Sorry I have to ask, but I do. Because I think he's going to get Gilmore'd. I, I think, think so, too. Yeah, what, what do you do? I mean, can you actually sit him? Probably well, you not. You can sit anybody. But mm. it's just a matter of who else you have and how confident you are in that other person. Yeah. All right. So, so you know how many touchdowns this team's allowed to wide receivers in their last four games? No. The answer is two. Do you know how many times in those four there's been a receiver with over 100 yards? One. Yeah. Zero. Do you know how many receivers have had even 70 yards? Evans did last week, right? But uh, no, no, last week they played Carolina? Arizona. Wrong team. Yeah, no, nobody. But the thing is, who have they nobody. played? They've played the Falcons, right? The Patriots, mm-hmm. the Cardinals, and the Giants. Is Washington that big of a step up? Terry McLaurin is a big step up from Darius Slayton. Is his quarterback a big step up? No, but he is. You know, he's got three games with over 100 yards. Right? I mean, like I, I, the look, they are good. And they, and they only had Gilmore for three games. So I don't know how they would have done. But, like, Justin Jefferson had a had – well, he had eight for 80. But Thielen had a huge game. Um, Brandon Cooks had 112 yards. Corey Davis had 97 yards and two touchdowns. So they've given up. That was before they had, the, you know, one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Gilmore so far is rating very high. Number two cornerback on pro football uh, focus. <laughs> but, you know, hasn't played I, tough. Hasn't I'm played nervously tough starting Terry McLaurin. And I'm hoping that he's, listen, the, the great thing about McLaurin is that he's been consistently getting at least seven targets a game. Sometimes he gets into the double digits and targets. I'm hoping for something like that. But it's going to be pretty clear to Carolina what they're going to do in a passing down. That it's, it's It might not just be Gilmore on top of McLaurin. There could be a safety over the top as well and just really deter Taylor Heineke from throwing to him while also putting some serious pressure on Taylor Heineke. I think that one of the things I look at in a matchup like this, in a situation like this, is have any good wide receivers done badly against this team? And so far, the answer is not really. The only exceptions are the Cowboys guys weren't great, but they had Lamb and Cooper had a combined eight targets. I think that was probably one of those games where Dak threw 25 times or something. Uh, so Lamb had a terrible game, but he only had three targets or so five targets, something like that. So again, I, that was all before Gilmore came, so I don't even think you can look at it, but... Uh, earlier this year, the good wide receivers did pretty well. Would you start a Washington tight end if I, you know, if either of them go? No. I, in desperation, I would consider Seals Jones or Logan Thomas. Who likes Cam Newton this week? Washington gives up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I like Cam Newton. Not, not as a not as a must start guy, but he's just outside. He's he's thirteen. He's okay. lower than that for me. I know it's an amazing matchup. I'm just nervous about how good of a passer he will be. Right. Cousins or Cam? I have Cousins Cam. higher. Cam for Jamie, Cousins for Dave. Um, Derek Carr or Cam? Carr. Uh, Newton. Do you like McCaffrey this week? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> McCaffrey or McKissick? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, who's the best running back in this game? Uh, who's the best wide receiver in this game? It's McLaurin. Uh, DJ Moore. 
All right. So I know Dave is over DJ Moore this week. Jamie's going back to him. Washington gives up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. And now they're down. They're two defensive tackles. I mean, two defensive ends. This, this could be a bloodbath. I don't know. I think they might win. Washington? Yeah. They might. I'm I don't not, see it that way, but they might. I'm not really, you know, I, well, I don't think either of these teams are so good. They're, they're both. It's not like I, their pass rush was outstanding. Yes, and now just got worse. Healthy. <laughs> Uh, they managed to do a good enough job to pester Brady a little bit last week. They they really weren't like trying to like attack Brady. They got close to him a handful of times. Yeah, this but is really it was about time. winning the time of possession, and that's what I think they're going to try and do again. Yeah. Okay, and um, Robbie Anderson is a no. Sit the tight ends. Blah blah blah. I'd say Robbie Anderson is a good DFS play. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's a decent. He'll stash. be a popular one. You'll see a lot of people using Robbie. Giants at Bucks. Three games left here. We already did these on the startometer, so I think we can probably speed it up a little bit. Stat of the game. All right, you know about Vita Vea. He's one of the best run stuffers in football. He's going to be out this week for the Bucks. Last year, they played five uh, regular season games, I believe, with him, five or six, and they gave up 2.5 yards per carry to running backs. And then the rest of the regular season games without Vita Vea, 3.7. However, in those 11 games, it was 11 games without Vita Vea in the regular season, only four running backs scored more than 12 PPR fantasy points. So Barkley does deserve a little bit more discussion here. You've got a guy who's actually, you look at his schedule, he has faced nothing but tough matchups. Denver in week one was a tough matchup before they were so injured. Uh, but he hasn't run the ball that well. And you need him involved in the passing game. But then again, you know, he's been involved in the passing game a couple times, but they've had injuries and this, you know, this guy's been out. That guy. They're a little healthier now. So, uh, Jamie, I think you talked about him earlier. Dave, you want to talk about Saquon Barkley? What you think about him? I think the matchup is going to be tough, but it's not going to be nearly as tough because Vita Vea is not going to be there. Certainly the Giants can use him in the passing game a little bit more. There's just so much talent that's coming back to the Giants, and theoretically he's got fresh legs ready to go. I'm not ready to say he's a top 12 running back. He's just outside there for me. You're going to start Saquon. I just don't understand why he's not practicing in full because they were talking about, oh, how he could have made it back in week nine, but he had the false positive COVID test and he was out of the building. And now two weeks later, he's still not practicing in full. I, I just yeah, don't get it. Yeah, but it could just be the designation. They don't want to get themselves in trouble if he doesn't you know, respond come game day. All right. and then I, they're don't, early. I don't really look at that as a problem. All right, and they're still going to practice Friday and Saturday, too, as they have the Monday game, so we'll see. Okay, so uh, Gaskin or Barkley? <laughs> no way. Saquon. Uh, I'll take Gaskin and PPR. Wow. How about Michael Carter or Barkley? Barkley. Saquon. How about Jeff Wilson if Mitchell's out? How about the starting 49ers running back or Barkley? Saquon Barkley. Uh, I'll take Barkley. Christian Kirk or Barkley? Barkley? These are not real questions. No, they should be. They should be. But they're not. These are not real questions. I think they are real questions. I, I think they are. Sit Daniel Jones. Um, Galladay is the only one that Dave likes, and he's just kind of a meh. I just sit the Giants passing game. But what about Evan Ingram? Two, two touchdowns, two straight games. Bucks kind of struggle against tight ends. Yeah, I just wonder how he'll do now that you have you know healthy bodies around him, including Barkley. So he's a touchdown or bust tight end. You okay. heard what I had to say about Zach Ertz earlier. I've got Ingram one spot behind Ertz in my PPR rankings. All right, start the Bucks guys. Brady's top five. Fournette, 
is top. He's number. He's a number two guy for Jamie and Dave. He's a number one guy for Heath. I think it's top eight. Um, Evans and Godwin, and then Gronkowski. I'm sorry, you said you were ranking him like top eight. Top yep. six. Okay. Bucks DST is eighth, fifth, first for Jamie Dave Heath. That was as of yesterday. Start the Bucks DST. All right. I think you guys see it as an easy Bucks win where the Bucks offense operates pretty well and the Giants offense does not. Baltimore at Chicago. Your stat of the game. And this is why I'm a little nervous about David Montgomery. I didn't even know I was until I started getting into this game. No running back has rushed for more than 59 yards against Baltimore except for Dalvin Cook. And then can he make it up in the passing game? Well, here in the last seven games in which Justin Fields has started, here are the most receiving yards for running back in those games. 21, 15, 20, 15, 33, negative 4, and 17. So in seven starts for Fields, the lead running back, or any running back, has had more than 21 receiving yards only once. It's a little scary. Dave, you seemed a little a little more... Like, I think we're all starting David Montgomery, but I have a league where it's Montgomery and James Robinson, and I think it's Daryl. I usually have Aaron Jones. It's Daryl Williams, and I have to pick two of them. And I'll probably sit Daryl Williams. But uh, it wasn't I as easy that. of a call as I thought, Dave. So you Let me give you another example. Let's say that you've got to start two of these three. A.J. Dillon, Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery. Who's the slam dunk? Dillon is the dunk. Dillon is the dunk, yeah. Dillon is the slam dunk. Yeah. And so you're going to have to make a call between Montgomery and Barkley. What I like about Montgomery is that he's going to play 80% of the snaps. He's a candidate for 20 total touches. Definitely can work the goal line. It's a tough matchup. The Bears offensive line has been playing a little bit better. And I imagine that coming off the bye, Montgomery will be reinforced as the main part of the Bears offense. And anything that Fields can do now as a rusher, and we've started to see him develop more as a rusher, will open things up. And the Ravens know that better than anybody. It'll open things up for Montgomery. So I'm totally okay starting David Montgomery. It's only going to be in those rare instances where you've got where you've just you've fallen into a situation where you've got three great running backs, you've got to choose two, where you'll think about sitting Monty. All right, so Montgomery or Barkley then, what would be your answer there? I have Montgomery ranked out of Barkley right now. I'll go Montgomery. And that league I referenced, Robinson, Montgomery, Daryl Williams, is actually a a non-PPR league for some reason. But in a full PPR league, I I think I might start Daryl Williams over Montgomery. Is that why? I would definitely start Daryl Williams over Montgomery in PPR. All right, cool. Start Lamar Jackson. Start Marquise Brown. Who's a better flex, Devontae Freeman or uh, Rashad Bateman? Uh, I'll take Bateman. Mm. I think Bateman in PPR is is the better way to go for sure. If it's half PPR or non-PPR, I still might go Bateman. We just don't know what's going to happen with the Ravens' run game. Can I just say like, whether or not compare, they're going to let's compare these two like these the, two turds here because <laughs> okay. Devontae Freeman, I, I don't know which which measure, which things you want to look at, but I can't imagine that there's one that doesn't say that Devontae Freeman has been easily better than Latavius Murray. Like there's not Latavius Murray right. has been he, he horrible. Passes the eyeball test, the eyeball test, the statistics test. I mean, he has 59 carries Latavius Murray, and two of them have gone for more than 10 yards. One of them for more than 14 yards. 
whereas Freeman has 43 carries, 16 fewer, and he has at least five carries of 10 or more yards. He has a 31-yarder. He's averaging 5.2 yards per carry. Murray is averaging 3.6 yards per carry. I do not think Freeman is going to average 5.2 yards per carry going forward. I think it's probably going to be more like 4.2. But he's probably going to blow away Latavius Murray. So why would they... Uh, maybe they'll mix him in a little bit, but why would they not feature Freeman? Or, or forget why, but I guess understandably, you're not confident that they'll feature Freeman. It sounds. I like. think it's going to be a shared situation, like you said. Like think it would have been a shared situation. This was Dobbins and Edwards, you know, to to much better heights of what those two guys would have done with it. But they're going to use both of these guys. My guess would be is that they need somebody to run between the tackles. It's going to be Latavius Murray because he's the bigger back. So any short area opportunities will go to Murray. He scored a touchdown in four of his first six games. And so that's the the hope if you're starting Latavius Murray for whatever reason. It's almost like the, the, the same example I gave with the Chiefs. The empty touches will probably be Devontae Freeman. And it's not like he's going to catch a ton of passes. So who's going to get you more rushing yards? Probably Freeman. Who's going to have more passing yard? Probably Freeman. But is he going to have enough catches on top of that to be successful? So if you're just looking at who's going to fall in the end zone, I would put my money on Murray. So I would prefer to avoid it if I could. Like, I have one team where I have both these guys, which is miserable. Uh, thankfully, I got A.J. Dillon for this week uh, hey. to replace the the misery. Um, but I, I think, you know, if, you, if you're looking at it, PPR, I would lean Freeman. Non-PPR, I lean Murray. Okay. Uh, so Justin Fields, starter set. Borderline starter. Just- I like him better than Cousins. He's close. That it's close between those two. I'm just worried about the Ravens attacking him, putting pressure on him, playing a lot of man coverage. I'm 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 worried about him succeeding under that type of condition. I hope they play man coverage against him. They yeah, I mean usually the mobile quarterbacks you you play zone, but Fields this is not a tough matchup. I just have to stress that. You, know, you see Ravens, they just haven't been very good Against the pass, they give up a ton of big plays. They give up actually the most yards per catch to wide receivers. So wide receivers have been better in non-PPR than full PPR. Only three wide receivers have scored more than 14 PPR points, but they just give up a lot of big plays. And I don't know if that favors Mooney or Robinson. They have very similar dots, but I would guess Mooney. And Robinson may not even play. So Mooney or Bateman? Mooney. Uh, Mooney. Mooney or Jalen Waddle? Wow. I think I'm going to take Mooney in non-PPR. Okay. Mooney or Corey Davis? I think I'm going to take... Oh, goodness. Mooney. I think I'm going to take Davis in non-PPR. And Cole Komet is outside the top 12, but he's inside the top 15 Mm -hmm. against a team that gives up the third most fantasy points to tight ends. And let's go to Green Bay and Minnesota. Baltimore DST, Dave higher on them than Jamie is. Jamie has him as a sit. Dave is a start. Green Bay at Minnesota, and stat of the game already gave this, but in their last three games, the Packers have held Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson to a combined 25 fantasy points with one touchdown and four interceptions. By the way, stay tuned. At the very end of the show, I'm going to tell you, Dave gave me some advice about something non-fantasy that I took, and he was very, very wrong, and I look forward to telling Dave all about it at the very, very end of the show. So stay tuned for that. Green Bay, at, I keep forgetting. Weird thing to drop an hour into the yeah, show. Yeah, I know. I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. We're not at the end of the show yet. <laughs> we have one more game. All right. Rodgers is seventh for you guys. Dylan is a must start. Adams is a must start. This game, I mean, this game is pretty easy, I think, right? Like, you gotta, you want to avoid Cousins. 
you guys do. Heath likes Cousins a lot more. This game would be better to talk about if Heath were here because he's lower on Rodgers than higher on Cousins. Um, but I think Thielen is probably Thielen and Cousins are probably the only in Conklin. The Vikings passing game is probably the only thing that people really want to know about. So, um, what are your expectations, Jamie? Well, I hope what we saw last week after the the rumblings uh, about Jefferson not getting the ball enough continue. Um, it's it's not an easy matchup by comparison to what Minnesota had last week, but I still think you're going to obviously start Justin Jefferson and hope for great things. Um, Thielen is tricky because he's touchdown or bust. He's touchdown dependent. Uh, so he's a low end starter, but you know, I, I think you got to have a lot of great receivers to sit him. Um, like I'm not starting Mooney over him. I'm not starting Corey Davis over him. I'm not starting giants guy over him. Um, Conklin, I, I liked him last week a lot because I thought the matchup was great. This matchup is not as good. So I would sit Tyler Conklin and obviously Dalvin Cook, you're starting. Okay. Anything else, Dave? I like Conklin. Conklin plays better versus zone coverage than man. Packers play a ton of zone coverage. I think they're going to continue to with their defenses beat up as it is. Uh, he averages more yards after catch per reception, has a much higher catch rate, and sees a lot more targets per route run versus zone than man. So I'm going to bank on that information and figure that Cousins attacks in the middle of the field. He's been connecting with Conklin over the last couple of weeks. I think it continues. Okay, Dave, you ready to know what you uh, let me down on? What's that? How did I ruin your fantasy team? Today? No, I said it wasn't fantasy related. Saturday, oh, okay. October. So I didn't listen to you first and foremost. Saturday, October twenty third, at eleven o three p.m. Dave texts me, "Man, how could you hate Die Hard two? It was just on Sci Fi, and I quit watching everything else. I love it. Legit genius twists. Meanwhile, yeah. the Hurricanes were playing at that time, and I wrote, "Bro, turn the game on." But I watched Die Hard. So you're 2. watching Die Hard two during. Florida State, Miami? No, 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 no. This is that a few was a weeks Florida ago. State, Miami. It was a different case game. It was a thrilling Miami game. I watched game. every bit of Florida State, Miami. No, you didn't. You were at the other Miami game. You didn't even keep watch the beginning. No, the other Miami game was over. Okay. I also was sick that day. That's that's right. Still watched as much as I listened to some of it on the way home, and then I watched the rest when I got home. All right. Dave, Die Hard 2 is as bad as I thought it was when I saw it as a kid. I... I hadn't seen it in so long because I knew I didn't like it. Dave made me give it another shot. Terrible recommendation. That movie sucks. Ugh. Why? Well, the acting I think is really bad. It just it's it's like a low budget <laughs> knockoff. It's like a knockoff of of the first one. You just have like that's what every sequel is. But, but Can't it, you just have fun when you watch a movie though. No, you have to I, critique the acting. It was it just John Amos was not convincing enough as an as a U.S. general turned terror. He wasn't. He wasn't good. I, I just, nothing. It was a cheesy, it, all the brilliance in Die Hard 1 is just, it got very generic and, uh, and um, what's the word? Uh, like kind of trite in Die Hard 2. It's just all the stuff we've seen before. Terrible movie. Bad movie. He killed the terrorists and created a runway to save hundreds of lives. It was cool. One thousands of lives. Awesome move. That's right. He lit up. Right, he lit up the runway. Also, I think the reporter. You would think that somebody that that stopped the Nakatomi Tower heist and saved the Washington Airport disaster, and then saved the uh, gold reserves for the you know <laughs> United States. Yeah. Yeah. Would have like statues everywhere. 
You would think, right? But he does so much damage that the commissioner's like, McLean! Also, Dennis Franz just was basically just his NYPD Blue character. He was just like... I think that got him the role in NYPD I, Blue. Oh, that was before? Yeah, that was before I NYPD almost positive Blue. it was before. Okay, well, and then that, actually I love the movie now. I think, Adam, as an exercise, you should find out a way to uh, sit in a plane on a runway and eject yourself <laughs> with a parachute. Oh, how long did it take for the grenades to go off? Are you kidding me? Were there 30-minute grenades? Well, that's the second part of that, is then somebody should light a fire under your ass and see if you don't burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. What a ridiculous movie. All right, good. I'm glad Jamie seems to agree with me. All right, we'll talk I to you later. I think you should, you should also find a way to go to an airport, go underneath the runway, and see if you can lift up one of those sewer grates. Is that what happened? I don't remember that. Well, that's how he had to get out before the plane landed on him. By the way, that nearly crushed him. That he survived. Oh gosh, what is? And at the same, at the same time, at the same time, you should have your wife coincidentally get on the plane with someone she absolutely hates. There's a restraining order against her. Just yeah. by coincidence. It's a terrible movie. I think we've said. Jamie has listed all the. It terrible is a things. fun movie. It's, it's definitely a good fun. Time. It's completely absurd, but it's fun. Uh, it is fun. Okay, and this has been fun. And we'll talk to you later. We've got the mailbag coming up later. You'll hear it Saturday. Funny You'll see it Friday. really mailed in her performance. It was lousy. A crying the worst, wife. The part, though, Bye. Of is that John McClane died in the second one. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.